Welcome to Abuelas en Acción, a multicultural podcast for our common good. I'm Marie Dahlstrom, and I'm here with my comadres, Dr. Rosemary Celaya Alston and Consuelo Zaragoza. Here on Abuelas en Acción, we often talk about familia, our culture, our past, and the power of our gifts of intuition. And we use we often say our intuition seen palabras and our truths. These gifts give us strength to deal with the many challenges facing our world, including climate change and war and all of the isms that we experience. Our guest today writes about these issues and more. We are excited to talk to Latinx comic writer and novelist Erin Duran, author of Season of the Bruja, which is a comic book, in my opinion, for all ages. As a child, I loved to go to the swap meet with my family growing up in Southern California to buy used comic books. So my parents would always let me buy one or two to take home. Um, but I have to say, they were all white comic books. They were comics like Archie, like um, Richie Rich, and they were worlds and lives that I did not know anything about. I have read Season of the Bruja, and I loved it. It's the first Latinx and first comic book that I have read in many years. and. It spoke to me. I felt at home. I loved it. Erin Duran is a Latinx comic writer and novelist who lives in Portland. He's the creator of the season of the Bruja, producer of Geek in the City Radio, and a freelance writer. When he's not at his keyboard, he's in the kitchen experimenting with traditional Mexican ingredients to rediscover lost dishes and maybe he would uh, invite us over one of these times to <laughs> share one of those dishes and that would be amazing welcome Aaron. thank you and yes i would love to invite you all over <laughs> i can't promise it'll be any good but i'll invite you over. <laughs> i'm sure it will be so Aaron, tell us about season of the Bruhan. congratulations <laughs> on this amazing series uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so Season of the Bruja is a, um, first and foremost, it's a supernatural series. Um, but my take on it is that uh, the main character, Athelia Cabrera, um, within the story, she is considered a natural born Bruja within the confines of my story, meaning she is one of the next in line of this lineage that has been passed down since uh, far before pre-colonial times. Um, and the story is essentially about her trying to rediscover her own heritage and discover her own, you know, powers within um, as it pertains to like the modern world. But just as her powers begin to come into full bloom, full possession, uh, something really horrible happens in her life that kind of forces her to grow up and discover herself a lot faster than she was ready for. Um, yeah. And then I throw in some other colorful characters. She works 
She works at a uh, basically an oddities museum, like in a weird occult museum. Because I love it. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, her boss is a chupacabra, um, <laughs> and one of her coworkers, Dana, is a were coyote of a uh, local indigenous tribe. So. Well, and our listeners can all um, know more about uh, Athelia and her, you know, her life by uh, purchasing and reading Season of the Bruja. There's richness in store for everyone. And I can't wait for the next part to come out on April 27th, you were saying. Yes, part two, uh, issue two comes out April 27th. And then it's, it's roughly monthly after that, every 30 days. That's great. So that is really great news to know that um, we can look forward to other um, copies in the continuing story. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, the, the question I have is, can you please tell us about your abuelita um, and how she has had influence on your writing? Uh, yeah, of course. I, I honestly don't think she understands the influence she has had on me on, on writing, on just becoming a better human and everything in, in general. Um, she's always been, or she is, I, I believe very much the, uh, the focus and strength of our family, but she is not the loudest. Uh, she's certainly not the tallest. In fact, I think she is the <laughs> short. I think she is the shortest. Um, but knowing some of the things that she went through, that allowed her to be who she is now um, really inspired me to, to be a writer and to use my voice to keep telling our stories to keep passing them on. Um, I don't think she doesn't realize that she was always passing on stories and traditions because it was just what she did in everyday life, whether it was her, you know, singing some Spanish, you know, some nursery rhymes in Spanish, while, you know, in the kitchen making something or just kind of plinking around the house. I think just her act and presence of being there is what became very much the inspiration for me. And just the weird story. She, it's funny because we grew up in a very religious house. My grandmother is still very, very religious. And I mean it within the, the Catholic and then Christian churches. Um, so I don't know how she'd actually feel about this book about essentially types of witchcraft. <laughs> Um, but I can firmly say that that's also her fault. So in between going to church, she's also telling me stories about Mexican myths and monsters and tuck my feet in or El Cucuy is going to nibble your toes off. (laughs) Watch out for La Llorona. So all these Mm -hmm. things that are definitely not church approved that, (laughs) that she would tell me over and over again. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's really wonderful. It just brings up memories of, uh, of my grandmother. And again, also the, the myths or non-myths that um, we were, um, you know, given stories about over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So in the, in, in the comic book, um, can you tell us, Althalia's abuela reminds her of her gift as a bruja witch to connect this world with the one beyond. Mm-hmm. Why is this gift so important for us all, especially during this time of climate change, pandemic, and war in Europe? Um, wow. Um, (laughs) I, I think it's important because it's, it helps to know where, where you came from. Um, you can find strength in the, in the knowledge of your, of your ancestors. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot about how white supremacy is such a pervasive problem right now. And it's not just for people of color. Um, white supremacy also homogenizes cultures uh, of, you know, other traditional, like whatever, like Caucasian Europeans. It's There are vast traditions and white supremacy gets rid of that too. It tries to homogenize it into this one concept that really doesn't make any sense. Like it just doesn't hold water. Um, so I think maintaining your connection to that is, is very important. Um, and I also think, especially when it comes to, to climate issues, there are lessons we should re-remember mm-hmm. about how our ancestral people were caretakers of the land and i and i never want to suggest that they were they were perfect because they were still humans and fla- and you know fallible and such like that but even something as simple as i think california is finally starting to do this is they are going back to some of the indigenous ways of forest management mm-hmm. to re- to reduce forest fires um something they should have done decades ago so i think that's another reason why it's so important to Althea to have that connection and for her abuela to teach her that you speak so go ahead marie no no go ahead you speak so eloquently i think oftentimes um you know we have a lot of grandparents raising grandchildren Mm -hmm. and we also have a history of these grandparents being major consejos counselors in our communities if you really wanted to know whether or not you should pick up that um, chair for your child the one that they put in the car my grandmother used to say it's good for you so go get it Um, (laughs) you know the car seats kind of thing it 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 and if she said something by gosh we did it you know or Mm -hmm. or my grandfather said something Um, I just don't think people know the impact and the effect of how these abuelos in our lives have made on us on all levels. Absolutely. And, you know, there, we talk about that a lot here um, uh, on abuelas and um, on our uh, Climate Comadre series is exactly what you wrote, you just said, and the impact that your writing has is to bring out that longing, bring out, you said, we need to relearn. It's always been there in us, but we um, in mainstream, you know, Western society have been forced to lose it, have been forced to silence it. And we need those gifts to guide us in dealing with these treacherous times. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, talk to us a little bit about the powerful oppressions of colonialism, including the power or the significance of church that you write about in Season of the Bruja. Um, it's, I think with a lot of Mexican and Mexican-Americans, we have a very conflicted feelings towards the church. Um, you know, there in some ways it does bring a comfort, but you can't ignore how it got there in the first place. Um, And the thing that I am trying to highlight within Season of the Bruja is that it wasn't just um, the church conquering a a people in in a way. 
it was an attempt to actively wipe out a, a, a culture, a mythology, a social framework to bet. So it could, you know, essentially bend the knee to the church and, 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 and the, and, and the quote, bad guys in season of the Bruja are a much more extreme version of that. You know, they're almost like a fantasy version of that. Um, but that's an underlying theme that will run through the entire series in that Althalia is not only physically having to fight back against these things with her, with her friends and her companions. Um, but she is also trying to ensure that culture and beliefs are not taken away as well, because once a, I feel like once a, once a people lose that, um, it's almost impossible to reclaim it. Um, and the first thing to always go is the, is the language. That's why very few mm-hmm. uh, indigenous people within Mexico speak uh, Nuala. It's just, it was all but wiped out and it's getting a resurgence now, which is, which is wonderful. But that's, that's the steps you take if you want to erase a people completely and have them fully absorbed is you take away their language, then you take away their customs and traditions um, and force them to force their will to yours. And yeah, I'm sorry, I'm rambling here. <laughs> no, that's okay. Very much the Native American story as well. Many of these communities. Yeah, they're they're very similar. Um, in, yeah. In, yeah, in the treatment, absolutely. Yeah. Um, where can listeners around the country find season of La Bruja? Uh, so almost every major uh, city is going to have one or two comic book shops. Uh, smaller towns may not. Comic book shops tend to be very highly specialized because um, they're kind of expensive to run. <laughs> um. So first, just kind of Google any comic book shop in your area. If you don't have access to one, you can go to sites like uh, there's a place. If you go to a place called midtowncomics.com or a place called if you just type in uh, tfaw.com, that stands for things from another world. You can purchase physical copies there. Uh, If you have to go to Amazon, you can get uh, digital copies on Amazon, but you won't receive a physical one. Okay. Yeah. What any additional takeaways that you would like our listeners to take away from this wonderful gift and art you're sharing with us? Um, I mean, first and foremost, I hope everyone has fun. Um, If you don't have fun reading it, then I mean, for me, then what's what's the point? Um, (laughs) But I hope they also understand that you don't have to be Mexican or, or Mexican American to enjoy this book. I think anyone who comes from, especially in this country, everyone, almost everyone one way or another is second or third generation removed from their ancestors. And it really doesn't matter where you come from. If you are curious about where you came from, season of the Bruja is my way of exploring that. And hopefully it inspires people who read it to start learning about where they came from. Um, That's one of the strengths that I'm really hoping this book brings. You've outlined some really wonderful um, kinds of concepts that I sort of want to re-share. And that is, you said it almost right in the beginning. Um, Your grandmother was so much a part of your life that she didn't even know she was mentoring, coaching in the kitchen. 
um, singing and cooking some of your favorite meals, um, but becoming a better writer and a better person. Um, that says that says it all, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Um, and, you know, I think what folks don't know is oftentimes la mujer, la señora is la sangre of la familia. The blood mm-hmm. of the family oftentimes runs in men and women, but more so of your of your grandmother's generation, la mujer. And, you know, when they leave us, there's quite a hole because they were the glue and they are the glue that keeps us together, keeps those values in place. And I think what your writing and your poetry does is not only provide us of some of the the traditional kinds of stories we know, como la, la Llorona. Oh, my God, I would get so scared of going by a notion, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's 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 something more mystical to that. It's what the life story of that woman was and her losses. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what you're providing is the strength and the knowledge through a fun way. And we oftentimes don't see fun, at least not not in the last two years. It's been a little bit uh, dark for many. And yeah, so, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and this book had those challenges. It faced a lot in the last two years. <laughs> so I think this is an opportunity for our listeners to have a different way of being able to um, reflect and look at their own lives, regardless of what communities they are coming from and embrace what they give us. And so, Erin, we sure have enjoyed having you. Um, It's almost like time passed by so quickly because you were so succinct in giving us. That really is the professional in you, let me tell you. Uh, um, Is there any additional information you'd like to share before we wrap this up? Um, You know, other than, again, like I really want to thank the artist, uh, Sarah Solar, who worked on it. All the visuals are 100% her. she, yeah, she also created this vibrant world uh, full of color and life. So the, the book could not happen without her. So it's beautiful. Sarah, Sarah we thank you for all that you <laughs> yeah. do. Thank you, Erin, for being here with us today. Thank you very much. I really, I very much enjoyed this. We appreciate the sponsor of Familias en Acción located in Portland, Oregon. Thank you join, for joining us all at any point in time. You can get a hold of us or reach out on our podcast to Apple and Spotify. We look forward to hearing from you next time, but let's be reminded, may we continue to hold the people of Ukraine in our thoughts and prayers.